welcome back to Never Watch Alone, where you'll never have to watch a movie alone again. I am your host, Tim Lifeite, and joining me, as always, is my good buddy, Sean Willier. How are you doing, Sean? I am doing well, and I am ready for this. Let's get them diamond hands out, boys. Yeah, man. How you? <laughs> I hope you had a really good Christmas. And uh, we are now here for one of the all-time great Christmas movies, kind of, like in some uh, areas. Like it, it's... Uh, but but honestly, it's still like a timeless uh, comedy to me. Look, Trading places. Yeah, and look, it's a traditional viewing in Italy of all places. It, it's played every Christmas Eve on one of the TV channels and gets ten percent of the viewership, and that's nothing to sneeze at. Yeah, I, I get it's it's there a Christmas story. You know, like <laughs> every year, every fucking year, when you go home for the holidays, a Christmas story is playing twenty four hours a day on TBS. Cause they, cause I imagine, you know, it's like all the guys at the studio, like, like just put it on a loop and then we're just all going to go home for the holidays, which totally makes sense. Oh. But, uh, yeah, it, uh, that's another weird one we might have to cover in the future. Cause I think I, Thomas I, trailers was like, uh, yeah, is this movie good or is it just comforting that because we know every line? I'm not sure. Um, yeah, uh, but come on, we're doing questionable Christmas movies. That is very much a Christmas movie. It's in the damn title. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but no, Trading Places. Yeah, it's uh, it, uh, this this one is definitely one of those that are like, yeah, it's kind of a Christmas classic to some, but it's usually not on the top of everyone's list, which I uh, can kind of understand. Um, and of course, uh, naturally, folks, if you want to just like get to, talk to about get to the fucking commentary already, just hit the uh, sync button below as always, so you can talk over that. But uh, um, anyway. Uh, uh, Sean, where did you first uh, see this? Did you see this on TV or anything? Oh, Cause... yes. So okay. I'm of that certain age where I grew up with old school Comedy Central. And old school oh, yeah. Comedy Central would play movies like this all the time. So I kind of grew up watching like the Eddie Murphy classics. You know, the this, Coming to America, the Beverly Hills Cop movies, 48 Hours. So... I really like his early career stuff. And that's also what's interesting is because also about this time is when he started to have his kind of later career transition doing more like family movies. But because I kind of grew up watching these on TV, I never really cared for those. Like like Dr. Doolittle or, 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 or what was, no, sorry, Nutty Professor, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like those. 90s, the 90s was a weird time for Eddie Murphy, wasn't it? Yeah. So like I, I was never um, – really all on board with like that that kind of resurgence time um but but this heyday you know in his stand-up at the time and and his appearances on uh on saturday night uh, saturday live night. Uh, i'm gumby damn it uh, yeah so, <laughs> so just really uh really kind of enjoyed this this heyday of his work um and obviously as somebody you know growing up you, you can't be a kid growing up in the 80s without loving ghostbusters like it, it's just kind of there yeah so you have yeah. and and along with that i also really enjoyed movies like um you know the blues brothers and um so i mean i like dan Aykroyd. and then come on the man who directed animal house you yeah. have my attention <laughs> Yeah, although it, it was actually quite something that he was able to make this in, right in the midst of uh, uh, the Twilight Zone accident, which was... Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. 
I, I imagine he was like, I better make this movie fucking good because my ass is hanging by a thread right now. I mean, yeah, it's it says something that he ever had a career again after that. <laughs> no kidding. Uh, especially the fact that um, he went to go back and uh, um, uh, do another really great classic with uh, Eddie Murphy coming to America, which, of course, we both know has uh, a real... There's a bit of a linked continuity, kind of? Oh, no, not kind of. It's very much. I mean, you have a cameo by uh, Mortimer and... Um, oh, of course I'm going to brain fart on his name right the now. Duke, the Duke Brothers. Yes. The Dukes. The Duke Brothers. Um, and it's uh, uh, Randolph. Mortimer and yes. Randolph. I always remember Mortimer because I'm a big Don Amici fan. Like, I, <laughs> I, I love me some Don Amici, so it's like, ah, oh, Mortimer. Ha-ha. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i now as far as me i actually did not see this on television i actually watched it for the very first time maybe two or three years ago actually oh wow i know well it fastly became like a really like funny favorite of mine uh especially the uh the the ending uh you know i for, it's, it's in this weird time of billionaire space races while there's like massive poverty and horrible social inequality uh i'm not gonna lie there are many 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 mornings where i'll wake up with my breakfast sandwich and orange juice and i will just watch the trade floor sequence where the dukes lose <laughs> all their money the schadenfreude is so real in that scene uh so i love coming back to this it's it's a it's a lot of fun i've watched it maybe like five or six times and the couple of years that I've seen it. Uh, and yeah, it's, uh, I would totally, would, and you know, to answer the, uh, the question that we've been asking all month, is it Christmas for me? Uh, the gift of, uh, uh turning uh, a poor man into a rich man and a rich man into a poor guy is truly the greatest gift of all. <laughs> so I would say, yes, this is Christmas. Day. Well, you know, Actually, you know, I'll, I'll give it this. Like, it is, a, it, I'll take it as a Christmas movie, but for, uh, for at least for me, it's more of a New Year's movie. Just, be, just because of that great line at the end where, you know, they finally get all their money and, you know, the Dukes are just broke. And they just look <laughs> at them and go, Happy New Year! <laughs> so I always saw this as, like, you know, uh, the light at the end of the tunnel happy uh new year movie it's not one i would probably watch every year on new year's I, I, uh but uh i would definitely list it as like a great new year's movie because you know there's there's a million and a half christmas movies out there there's uh, maybe a small handful of but there's only like maybe a small handful of like thanksgiving or new year's movies so uh i would probably just to give you know new year's a little bit more representation probably lob it there but yeah. that's just me. How about, gotcha. What about you? Um, you know, I, I don't... I never really associated this with the holidays because it, it was just kind of on so ubiquitously. I just watched it kind of whenever. Uh, yeah. I have no problem with people wanting to watch this as a holiday film. Uh, I no. certainly enjoy it. It's a lot of fun. and I, Honestly, I feel like that's our message the whole month. Look, this may not be Christmas to us per se, but if it is to you, then more power to you. Seriously. Well, again, I I agree with that. Although I will go, I will always stand by what I said about Die Hard. If that is your 
Christmas movie and your only Christmas movie, Who Hurt You? <laughs> right. Like, come on, man. You don't want to like you don't want to fucking watch, you know, Will Ferrell jump up and down or Chevy Chase like, you know, fall off a roof or uh, you know, J- Jimmy Stewart find meaning in life, or just yeah. there's so many things you could be doing with with the right. And it, it's like if you want to, and honestly, it's a wonderful life is always kind of my pitch. It's like, look, it's a great Christmas movie that's not that much of a Christmas movie. It's just this awesome story taking place in winter that we've all decided to watch at Christmas. Yeah, yeah, and because you know there was no copyright back then, or, or they forgot to renew a copyright, so they just like decided to put it on TV because it's like, hey, this is public domain and it's kind of Christmassy. Throw it on. And it happened to be a really well-made movie. Yep. And a lot of people liked it. And, you know, like, well, shit, now it's a Christmas classic because they were able to air it. Yep, but... <laughs> this is this, this is why well, the Mickey Mouse Law is a bad thing, you guys. Yeah, but, you know, but see, <laughs> at the same time, there you have it. Like, right there, this movie was aired all the time when I was growing up on TV, and it's a great movie. So, of course, I love this movie. Yeah, yeah. Should we get started on it? We should. Cause yeah, because it's, it's a fun one. And granted, look like, you know, looking back, I know that there's a lot of things that are problematic with it. Oh, it, yeah. It, you know, it, uh, like, really, like, culturally Oof. problematic. Yeah. It's like you watch yeah. it now and you're like, ugh. But overall, the stuff in here is so strong, I think a lot of its uh merit to forgiveness yeah i think anyway i yeah. think so uh but yeah uh if you if, if you know what i'm talking about listening at home uh it, yeah that's that's just how i think think before we jump right in so but but that's that's uh i guess we can talk about that when we get there how about it Let's so go. folks if uh yeah if you got a copy of the movie uh either a blu-ray or a dvd or uh, it's on streaming on Hulu, and uh, it's also on Stars right now and uh, Amazon. So if you can just find yourself a copy, because we are getting ready to roll in three, two, one, click. And there, I think it's coming. Yeah, there's the Paramount logo. Uh, Mozart. Mozart. It's it, it seems like uh, Mozart or no no I'm thinking nope. No, see, I was I was wrong there. Uh, I was about to say Mozart seems to have like a weird uh, connection with Christmas movie classics this month, but no, that was Beethoven for Die ah. Hard. Beethoven. Don't give to the Salvation Army. No, guys. do not. <laughs> please, please don't. It's they so, are so anti-gay. Yeah. So something I I thought was interesting that I learned in doing some research for this is, um. So there's this whole series of classic comedy movies starring Richard Pryor and Gene Wilder. And when this, oh, yeah, yeah. And this was supposed to be one. Like, when they started writing this, uh, that's what it was supposed to be. But, um, you and know. Honestly, for, like, film play, for film geeks like us, like, when you say it like that and you know this movie and you think, you know, just swap out Gene Wilder and Richard Pryor with Dan Aykroyd and Eddie Murphy, you can totally see yeah doing this and but you know when uh when murphy was brought on he did not want to work opposite gene wilder because he didn't want people just to think he was copying richard pryor which, which on know, the one an hand thing on the one hand i can respect on the other hand why the hell would you not want to work with gene wilder right right 
Uh, but still, it's it, it when it, it's it's. Oh, hey, Bo Diddley. I forgot he's. Oh yes, pawn um, shop broker. That's right. It in Philadelphia, it costs and, fifty dollars. And, and of course, Frank Oz. He the he, great and he's everywhere. Oz. Oh, hey, it's the Apollo Theater. <clears throat> I I actually love this opening montage because you get the sense of the streets, that yeah. you know the class you know the whole classism, uh, theme carries through. I really like that and uh, and man, it's so crazy um, seeing you know the can, old school. Can OGs. can I can I bring something up? Yeah. In Coleman, the the lawyer Butler whatever or not so loyal loyal to the company more we should say <laughs> yeah. But, I, I almost have a feeling of like, is this not more realistically what Alfred would have been like dealing with Bruce? Probably, honestly. It's just that, like, that, that, oh, that... this damn rich kid. Yeah, all right, whatever. <laughs> honestly, well, he does have that attitude a lot in the comics where he's sewing, uh, you know, sewing him, stitching him up after his nightly routine yeah. and whatnot. <laughs> but, uh,. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, as a matter of fact, now that you mention it, in like an alternate universe where you know, uh, Denim Elliot got to play Alfred, he probably would have been a really good Alfred. No, could have for sure. Yeah, maybe. maybe although I still really like Pat Hingle. Oh yeah, the, yeah. I mean, classic, movie. classic. Yeah, for sure. Oh, the Rocky statue. Yep. Those bastards had to move it to the bottom of the steps. I'm still kind of pissed. Of, eh, whatever. <laughs> like, come on. You know, Philadelphia is, like, just kind of a meh city. And it's like, can we have just, like, this one? Hey, can we have this, like, at least have this one really great, like, you, folk hero? You know, where because, it's supposed be, to be? because you just said that, you're now going to be visited by the ghost of Ben Franklin tonight. He's going to smack the shit out of you. Probably. <laughs> uh, but in all fairness, like, the reason why I really don't like Philadelphia is driving around it. Because unfortunately, that that city, along with Boston, was built before cars were a thing. Oh yes. So there are a lot of one-way streets. A lot of them haven't been paved over since the '60s, and there's no place to park. And I hate driving through those cities. Mm. So if there's any Philadelphians out there listening, I apologize, but Jesus Christ, can we get those streets paved? And can we please have something more than a one-way street? It fucking hurts to drive. It really <laughs> does. I want to visit the historical sites. I want to run up the rocky steps, damn it. And I really, really like your cheesesteak sandwiches. Holy shit. But I cannot drive there. I can't stand it. Also, I'm poor, so uh, public <laughs> transportation, probably not the best thing. Is there even public transportation out there? I don't know. Uh, I, don't I don't know about Philadelphia. It's all over Boston, though. Okay. See, I, I'd find Boston more tolerable in that, in that respect then. But, uh, yeah, we, we, we need so much more public transportation. Yes, we do. You know, I remember watching this the first time and watching Winthorpe getting his day ready. And just that, you know, that yeah. hanging his nose highs. Uh, yeah. you know, I'm much better than you. I am... I am a pristine, it's distinguished, privileged gentleman. <laughs> and I remember saying out, because, you know, uh, my wife was uh, was like, yo, we should watch this, because if you haven't seen it, you should watch it. Uh, and we did, and I, and I turned to her, and I'm like, I already hate Dan Aykroyd in this movie. 
I already hate. Like the way she, he just like yeah. doesn't even make eye contact or anything. I'm like, I already hate him. And she looks and at him. He's like, Oh, don't worry. That, he has an arc. That moment right there. He actually oh, used yeah. the actor's real name. Oh yeah. Well, it, it sounded. It sounded. You know, very. It, it, uh, what was it? Fowley. Yeah, Fowley. Yes. Well, you know, it sounded very. Thank you, Fowley. But, uh, yeah, I always thought, like, oh, my God, I hate this character already. And she's like, oh, don't worry, hon. Don't worry. He has an arc. It's cool. Yes. And I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, but, see, that's hand, great. I mean, Dan Aykroyd, this most lovable of 80s comedic actors, and you hate him. Yeah. Doing a great which, job, obviously. Right off the bat, honestly, which is really kind of uh, – which is quite a bit for an actor to do within, you know, the span of, like, maybe – five minutes actually no more like three but on the flip side we have the character that has no redemption and i equally hate as uh as much uh right off the bat the duke brothers Indeed. but thankfully they get their comeuppance because i remember i'm like i hate these guys just as much and I'm like oh don't worry don't worry like they, they're gonna they're gonna get theirs it's cool because <laughs> Look at the look at just look at the way that the staging is. Yes. And you also gotta love. There's never any eye contact with them. Yeah. Ever. Ever. Is that is that really a Rolls Royce? That might be a Rolls. I think it probably the, is. Yep. Either that or it's a Bentley. Ooh, I'm not sure. Yeah. I don't know. But either way, it's a, a very it's a very fancy car, Sean. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a Rolls, but I could be mistaken. Well, any car enthusiasts out there, please feel free to, to correct throw, us. To, yes, please, for we do not know all. And of course, <laughs> the businessmen bitching and moaning like oh these stupid scientists don't know anything i don't care what they say i just want to know how much money we're gonna make making our pork bellies <laughs> like like that and you know it, it's really strange because it's like you know it sounds like they're exaggerating but they really aren't <laughs> oh and they, yeah they all, also you gotta love the how they had an onboard computer and phone system in their car like that that looks kind of radical for uh for like for now but back even back th back then that was like top of the line Oh shit and now I hate the smug smile on his face <laughs> Ooh, Mr. Rocketeer, me money bags. An extra 300 grand. Man, bitch. Like, my entire, my entire joint family's combined never even seen half that. Right. Like, you <laughs> fuck off. Fuck right the fuck well, off. Well, I mean, this is in, what, 1983 money? So that's like a million bucks, basically. Oh, uh, basically. Especially, you know, after the inflation that's yeah. been going on for the last month. I mean, Christ. So, I mean, like, what? He was at work for, what, an hour? Maybe. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Oh, uh, well, no, the they did say the market was closing, but, like, it's weird that, like, you have them here in the morning and... Hey, there's Eddie Murphy and th this shit right here, man. 
yes, he's a crook, and yes, he's not faking blindness and, you know, fra fraudulent, being a fraudulent veteran. The look on Don Amici's face is just priceless. <laughs> it's such a... And by the way, Don Amici had not done a movie in 13 years. He'd been doing television appearances. This started his late career resurgence, and we are all better for it. I agree. But still, I just love that one line where he's like, I have no money to give you. If I was Eddie Murphy there, I'd be like, look, I don't even, I'm not even blind, and I ain't even a veteran. <laughs> but bitch, bitch, <laughs> the fuck you don't. I see that car, and I see that, you know, that three grand suit. You totally right. got money. Like, it's like, oh, we're, and they go in, they read their newspaper, like, we're about to make millions of dollars. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> but, and you can't spare, like, you know, a hundred bucks. Seriously. Yeah. Seriously. Fuck right off. <laughs> now, it's also this moment here where it's just like, you fucking bastards. Five dollars. That is. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh. Wait, his reaction is priceless. Motherfucker. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, mother. Cheap motherfuckers. <laughs> Jesus. And it really doesn't help the fact that the poor man is, like, an elderly black guy. Like, this is just, like, that, that's the thing. Like, for all of its, like, semi-problematic, it's, like, actually, no, let's be honest. It's got a lot of problematic stuff in here. But, damn it, they had, like, the, they were addressing a lot of those cultural things that have, you know, steeped from a lot of, like, you know, the, the Jim Crow stuff that is basically, we are still basically fighting today yeah it still addresses that so again it's like one of those things it's like yes there are very problematic things in this movie but the things that it does manage to address as well it kind of sort of but not really bounces it out it, or at least it makes it uh the, the the really harsh stuff forgivable anyway yeah and and, and plus you know like, I don't want to use this, that excuse, like, to, you know, wave handily, like, oh, it was, it was, this was just the time period it was made, and the time's a difference. Yes, it was, but we're, I'm not trying to make the excuse. That's just, I, if I ever use that, or if I ever say that, it's always out of, like, as an explanation, but not an excuse. Because it should never, ever be an excuse. <laughs> oh. oh my gosh like Good the, God. the snootery of this entire scene the, is just like right <sighs> right although uh I, I i still remember although i think we'll get there when we get there it's just like when I think they have their big meeting, it's just like, good God, the rich snootery. Right, but like, I mean, and, and even here, it's like, the the richer are snootier against the less rich. Oh, yeah. 
this whole argument, the nature versus uh, the nature versus nurture argument. <sighs> you know, I, 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 don't you? I think uh, wasn't this movie also like loosely based off a Three Stooges sketch? Uh, there is a Three Stooges sketch that has a bit to do with it, but I mean, come on. Pygmalion has a little bit of this. Um, the Prince Mark and the Pauper. Yeah. There's a lot yeah. of... This is a common theme in history. Yeah, and, and you know, I think uh, I remember uh, one critic, uh, I think it was Roger Ebert I was reading up, like, yeah, it was movies like this that uh, probably could have been easily have made in the 1930s and 40s, you know? That, that you know, that stories of class and uh, uh, com and comedies of errors and things like that uh, but naturally I do like the the bit of the hard edge of the 80s that this movie does sport <laughs> I, I don't know why but the uh, the head swir twirling of it, uh, that Eddie does here <laughs> is just kind of hilarious actually but I mean, he was clearly not old enough for this. This bit had to be a holdover for Pryor. Oh, and yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, but yet, because you know he's such a fraud, it still works. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, this this bit is just so great. Like the timing of it. <laughs> <laughs> I love how uh, when Eddie, I love how that Eddie Murphy has those instincts of when to be a good actor and when to be a bad actor in this one sequence. <laughs> like, you know, this different time in America, when would a police officer ever let a guy like that just walk away that far? Probably not, although... They would have uh, been they, on his ass. I, actually, I'm pretty sure uh, uh, if they were if they were just kind of watching him like that, he would have been like... They would probably would have been calling this guy for backup. As a matter of fact, I'm kind of surprised they didn't have like an insert of like you know him talking to on his radio, like, 1004 over here, can, can we get on 23rd Street? And he just pops out. Uh, it's so horrifying, like, how true this sequence is. It's like, <laughs> weirdo black guy, rich white dude. Oh, that's a bad, uh, that, you're just asking for a confrontation. Although this has got to be the most whimsical of like uh, uh, enticements of a Black Matters protest. <laughs> that is a lot. Uh, oh boy. <laughs> Like, hey man, is well, this, if is this, this isn't America, yeah, <laughs> a room He's full like, of hey, powerful hey, white hey. people and cops picking on a one black guy. Whoops. Worse, a poor black guy. 
unfortunately, this is America, Eddie. So, yeah, you kind of do. It hurt. Fuck, I hate this. <laughs> oh, boy. The gears are turning. <laughs> the gears are turning in Randolph. <laughs> oh! <laughs> oh, God. These jokes are so funny, but they're so awful. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know, I, like, you know, I, I get that it's not good. Seriously, like, my least favorite word in the entire dictionary is the N-word. But, look. That's, bro, it, it, though, that shot of him staring at the camera. Yeah, yeah, for real. It's like, bro, that shot of him staring at the camera like, bitch, this America, you happy about it? I ain't. Yeah, it, I look. I get it. The, the seriously, the N word is like my least favorite thing in the dictionary because it is a word that is only designed to entice hate and pain and hurt. And it's, uh, but for the sake of art, for the sake of this character, uh, this prissy right uh, white dude who is clearly a racist. Okay. Hold on. It's justified, These I think. Jackasses. Yeah. Are just throwing their grandniece under the bus. They're yeah. breaking up her intended marriage for this shit. How awful oh, are these assholes? It, it's literally just to get their kicks off. Seriously. And for a wager for their usual amount, and when you find out what it is, it's just yeah. like unreal and unfortunately seriously that's that's what people in power are kind of like like they the fact that they you know can just fuck up a life yeah without any consequences it, that that's what does it for them to cause you know to stir up controversy hate to ruin li that's that is their that is their sex and I, I really, really wish I was exaggerating, but I'm not. Just, just if you don't believe me, seriously, just look at, just look at Bezos after he comes back from his space trip, and say and thanking the Amazon workers for making this happen. Right? Like, are you that disconnected? Ugh. Are you that? Dis and yes, yes, they are. Probably even more so because that's the public face. I don't even want to think about the private face. Seriously. So, yeah, and that's, it's, so, you know, this is where just Mortimer and Randolph are just, like, the fucking worst. Because, uh, I, I, you know, one thing that always, like, stuck out in my mind from the the great underrated action swashbuckling. Oh, that's so I, I love that moment. He's just like, why would I eat this? Like. <laughs> I, he's like, I'm not paid enough for this shit. Uh, but the 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 one line from the underrated swashbuckling epic masterpiece, The Mask of Zorro, it always sticks out on me. I ain't nothing compared to the likes of you, gentlemen. I steal <laughs> gold, I steal money, but you, you steal people's lives. So damn y'all to hell, and damn the horse that brung ya! Ah! 
fucking uh, fucking th- <laughs> three finger ja- or four finger jack. Love that. But uh, yeah, for real though, that's 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 my thoughts. Uh, oh yes, it's. You also gotta love that uh, she, she's so. <laughs> she's like, oh my god, you you staved off a, an intruder, and I'm, that's so. That's so brave. Like, bitch, you didn't do shit. <laughs> also, I'm sorry. Like, that, I mean, of course, we. I'm pretty sure, like, everyone watching right now, Dan Aykroyd included, that actress is fine looking. <laughs> but I hate that dress. Yeah. Like, I, I wanted to say earlier, at that at dinner, like, that dress, she looked like... Uh, like a, a, an oversized porcelain sex doll, and it's just like, yeah, no, like, come on, you can, this, 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 come on, you could be classier. Although I think the costume design was supposed to be like that. She's supposed to look like a doll, like, uh, because tr- she, there is like a this semi element of uh, a trophy wife thing going on here. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Like that, it's not semi-element. It a hundred percent is. Like okay, yeah. Well, well, I, well. My point is, I think it's because uh, Dan Aykroyd's character Winthorpe genuinely loves her, but she doesn't really love him back necessarily. It's I don't know. Rich people are weird, and I don't understand. <laughs> them. And oh yeah, hey, check it out. It's Giancarlo Esposito. Fucking Gus Fring himself, man. Oh, my gosh. So God, young. He, so right? young. Right? I think this is, like, maybe his, like, uh, third or fourth film. I mean, he was basically doing extra work. Now yeah, he's, like, and, s- now he's basically, like, one of television's great villains right now. And, yeah, and, I mean, th- this is this is one of the aspects of Murphy's comedy that I'm, like, not huge on. But it, it sets it up well for the character, so it works. But, like, this is always that aspect of it's, like, when he's being a blowhard. I like him more when it's, like, he's being a rascal. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like these two guys. Where have I seen these two guys before? I feel like they've been... Uh, in other 80s. I feel like I've seen them before in other 80s comedies. They look really, really familiar, and it's going to drive me nuts. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. You really gotta love that later on he's actually gonna be able to back all this up. Right. Yeah, I'm looking it up on uh, 
IMDb. Oh, hey, check it out. It's a director cameo. Yeah. Yeah, it's the the dude with the uh, the 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 fedora and the fed- suitcase. Yep. One yeah, of the men. Good. He he makes several cameos in this movie. Oh really? I didn't because I, th- I thought that was his only one. No, I th- I, there's at least one more. Um, I think if I if I I'm pretty sure. Well, if anything, uh, although I, although now I'm looking at his character and he opens up the briefcase next to those two guys outside of a police station. Uh, is he a lawyer or a drug dealer? I can't right? tell. <laughs> I think that was like kind of his way of like being a joke as an extra. <laughs> what the fuck? You he he's a human being, man. Hella sus. Hella sus. You, you know, honestly. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm sorry, but like, I, I, I uh, see, the, uh, no, you probably, see, if that, it, honestly, if I were him in that moment, I probably would have ran, but yeah, I think he's, I think he'll be glad that he didn't because it all kind of works out for him in the end. Now I do love his attitude toward the cigars here. <laughs> just fucking takes a handful like I, I'd be the same way too man <laughs> okay that hurts and you know again all of the rhetoric that the Duke brothers say and do in this movie I'm willing to let go because that is their character and therefore it, within so, the sake of the narrative it's justified for me Oh, this, this, this bit yeah. here. <laughs> that's like 200K in today's money. Like, it's a ridiculous amount of money they're offering him. Yeah. <laughs> I actually love, like, he, he, he's he got the street smarts to be like, hold on a second. I need to talk to, like, a real fucking human being, all right? He just leads forward. He's like, hey, man, is this some kind of joke? These two are like, come on. these two want a corn homie, don't they? Nope. Well, what's my next move? Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, even he's like, in, like the driver's even invested in this now. <laughs> Randy. Morte, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, some I feel like that was like, one hundred percent improvised. Oh yeah, there. I mean, it's it's Eddie Murphy. He's gonna improvise yeah. a lot of his shit. He's gonna riff. In, in for fact, sure. the only time he didn't riff in this movie was during the the where they're on the floor of the exchange because he didn't understand that stuff. So it's oh, the one yeah. time he stuck to the script. <laughs> Uh... 
<laughs> I love the look that he gives him, that eye contact with him. <laughs> now this is fucking hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah man I them jacuzzi tubs are nice i've only i've uh, i've only been in like one in my life but hot damn is it a good time they are real. enjoyable yeah especially because they are among the few uh tubs that can fit my wide ass <laughs> God oh, damn. God damn. Seriously, like again, I uh, just because I we know just to really emphasize what slime balls they are. Shit, man. He's <laughs> <laughs> he's pickpocketing everything. <laughs> I love how the uh the butler is completely unfazed. <laughs> in all fairness that's just the drop in that uh, in the bucket for those guys <laughs> he's like shut up that means like i'm the, losing i like the painting of venice behind him yes <laughs> i love that, that no <laughs> no <laughs> Fucking Christ. Oh, and there's Beaks, played by uh, pretty much every 80s, uh, 80s authority figure ever. Yep. Paul Gleason. Well, we had, we, and he, he, we, he, we saw him earlier. Paul Gleason is our, uh, is our commentary bookend. We had him in <laughs> Die Hard, and now we've got him in Trading Places. Yep. One of the things I like about this movie is the fact that it I really like the pacing. It doesn't feel rushed. It takes its time. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, it doesn't drag either. It's a, it's a very well-balanced film when it comes to the pacing. Yes. Oh, my God. That is so uncomfortable. I don't know if it was deliberate, 
but if you notice, like 90% of the butlers in there are black dudes, elderly oh, black yeah. dudes. Yep. And everyone else, and, and this is the scene where I remember seeing them all uh, sit down, and I'm like, that is a lot of white motherfuckers. That is a lot of crusty old white dudes. So, something that really struck me when watching this movie, I don't know if, if you've had a suit. Uh, I've never had a suit where the pockets on the outside of the coat actually operated as pockets. Oh, they were yeah. usually just for show. Yeah. So, like, that always threw me. Uh, I ha- uh, The suits that I've had, because uh, I, I, I think I have, like, four suits uh all hand-me-downs and like two of them fit now <laughs> um but uh uh I, I think about three or out of the four actually have the functioning pockets so i guess that is a thing uh lord, although lord knows when i do uh finally get my own fitted suit one day uh yeah i'm definitely having those pockets functional because i like my functionality it's like that moment in john wick like what would you like to have the lining be tactical (laughs) (laughs) yeah seriously you look around there are a lot of fucking crusty white dudes oh not just not just in the stands but on those walls man a lot of crusty white dudes man jesus You know, it's too bad that, you know, dudes like uh, Steve O'Bannon or Matt Gates can't be outed like this. <laughs> but unfortunately, if they're outed, then the rest are compromised because they're all just as, just as big as scumbags. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, this is so just like, what the actual fuck? Right. But at the same time, you're like, he's kind of a scumbag, so... And they're all scumbags. The the only reason why Dan Aykroyd's character has any arc whatsoever is because he gets thrown out onto the streets. Right. And gets himself humbled. (gasps) Gasp! You also really gotta love how the uh, the security officers converge on him before it's revealed. Also, is it weird, or does his shirt look like it? Oh, uh, it like there was a red sock that was put into the wash. Well, I'll tell you what. One thing about this this movie that. Hey! Do- doesn't age well. Yeah. <laughs> the incomparable. Well, no, but one thing about this movie that does not age well is the fact that I don't know a single like super snooty rich person who couldn't be thrown out on their ass and still be fine because they have set up enough redundancies and carefulness that like yeah. nothing can hurt. In all fairness, that's because this was the eighties. So yeah. uh 
Uh, yeah, there wasn't as much because, like, when he goes, like, I have a hundred and fifty thousand dollars in that bank, even adjusted for today, that's still only like maybe just shy of a cup, like a, a couple mil, which, but by today's standards, really isn't that much. Yeah, but. <laughs> Oh boy. The great and powerful Oz <laughs> himself. I love uh, Frank Oz's like actual bit parts in movies, man. Like anytime oh, he yeah. comes on, I'm like, just hey, Fozzy! He's the Foz, man. <laughs> and I and I don't know what it is, but I also love his comedic timing in and just his like subtle delivery of the most uh, perceptively, uh, 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 what is it? Uh, the word I'm looking for. The, <laughs> the most, uh, the most in, perceptively, uh, uh, oh. ir- irrelevant, uh, line. <laughs> oh man so i don't know he Ooh. just has like some really good uh sense of delivery for just the little screen time he has yeah probably one I... of my favorite bits was uh on american werewolf in london also by john landis was when he plays the uh, the secretary of the uh, uh uh that visits jack in the hospital and he goes hi i'm mr cullen <laughs> like after he gets tells his friend just died it's like my friend is Jack is dead. Hi, I'm Mr. Collins. <laughs> oh shit. He's throwing that money up. <laughs> Damn. Not gonna lie, man. If you ever like if I had like a you know a couple million dollars, I'd totally do this. Uh, see, I I don't I don't have a haunt enough that there would be a place to go. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's fair. But I mean, I'm just talking about you know throwing throwing money away to some to you know places that don't normally get this kind of income. I mean, maybe, but I'd be more the kind of person to be like, oh, I just met this this you know this young person. You're kind of cool. Oh, you're in school. Guess who's paying your tuition? Yeah, here's a couple hundred thousand. Maybe put down a ho- payment on the house for later. <laughs> <laughs> so I actually looked it up. These dudes are really don't like the the uh, the really big black guy. Uh-huh. Uh He's he's in like a couple of other stuff. Like he's got some bit parts as like in uh, Star Trek and whatnot. But the other dude, like apparently this is his only like really credited movie. Huh. So I don't know, man, but. They they just feel really familiar in like long forgotten B movies. Oh damn limousine! I fucking love this. <laughs> he's like, I mean, oh, if you no- had to deal with this, you'd be drinking too. He's like, I am not dealing with this sober. <laughs> Oh my god. 
Good lord. Boy, the you hang really over disco fashion. I know, right? Look at those those bad tops. <laughs> Down, damn it. <laughs> It's from Persia. <laughs> He's like, motherfucker. Ah, uh, yeah. This is what happens when you get a whole bunch of delinquents, half-drunk delinquents from a bar to party. <laughs> you know, if it weren't for the fact that Eddie Murphy was so clearly annoyed by these people, that would have been right there, the moment of his life right there. <laughs> you know? Because, <laughs> I don't know, I feel like the dominoes fell a little bit too cleanly into place there. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's why this is such a big deal in it in Italy. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> Coleman's like having just a little bit too good of a time. Oh, I miss college too, don't you? Don't you, Sean? <laughs> No one cares. <laughs> <laughs> it's when you, yeah, you got to kill the tunes. Beat it. <laughs> oh, yeah, here's another really cool cameo that's coming up here uh, for any of you DC fans. Just wait, wait for it. I swear she's coming. There she is, Arlene Sorkin, Harley Quinn. Harley fucking Quinn herself, man. Yeah, get the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> That's real nice. Get the fuck out of here. It's like, oh, great. I have street cred. I don't need street cred anymore. Get yeah, out. Yeah, get, get the fuck out. I don't need this. <laughs> but yeah, man, how cool was that? That was Arlene Sorkin's very first role ever. That's awesome. I know, right? Went on to become like one of the greatest characters in the DC uh, continuity. Oh, yeah. I got me a job now. <laughs> it's like, oh, my God. I'm, I'm sure, uh, you know, Coleman is just looking at him and he's like, oh, thank God I don't have to wipe his ass. Right. Who? <laughs> <laughs> that is a man who has had a very, very hard day. Yeah. And, you know, 
it's amazing because in that moment when i first watched this for the first time because like i said when i first watched it i hated dan Aykroyd's character right out the gate but the moment he turned like lifted his head up and you saw the blood and the black eye it's amazing because that's just a testament to dan Aykroyd's uh uh acting ability but it was right there where i'm like i start to feel sympathy for you i actually feel sympathy for you, I don't, because you, you just have that look where it's like, I'm too rich for this. I, don't, I mean, I, I do have a level of sympathy for her. I mean, she is a pawn in this, and it is fucking up her life as well. You know, and I mean, that's... I love this. Oh, hey, check it out. It's Harvey Weinstein. Is it actually? <laughs> I, 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 no, but. No, I'm like, I don't think so. It might as well be. Look at it. Look at the look in his eye, man. It kind of does look like Harvey, doesn't it? A little bit. It's like, ew. Yeah, the dude was like stripped of his clothes and you know kicked the crap out of. Where did I been? <laughs> See now, look. For real, if 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 this if though if there was actually like legit love between these two, I guarantee you the wife would have or the fiance would have been on his side, you know, even when Jamie Lee Curtis comes in and does her thing. Because I guarantee, because because seriously, if I if I got mixed up in this sort of thing, I know for a fact. Because I even asked uh, uh, the wife when I watched this for the first time, like, yeah, if I got something, if I got mixed up in something stupid like this. Uh, yeah, she'd totally be like, what the hell happened? Like, (laughs) (laughs) and gone. Ooh, so. Oof. Ooh. You know what? I, I, I'm going to say this. Uh, yeah. We're referencing this a bit later in the movie, but I entirely agree with his sentiment of get the shotguns. Yeah, no, for real. Like, if someone did this to me, I am going to be busting some kneecaps for starters. And then I'm going to be pulling some fingernails. Right? <laughs> and then I'll get a pair of pliers for the eyeballs. 
<laughs> Cash only. This is Her the, first this is, not horror role, by the way. Oh yeah, that's right. Because you know this is like this is like right fresh off of her uh, success with Halloween, wasn't it? Oh, oh no, she had done Halloween, Halloween Two, uh, The Fall, oh, yeah. ha- Prom Night. That's... She had done. How, how I forgot Halloween Two already came out by this point. It's eighty three. I forgot. shitty is that seriously what you know i really want to know that that's the one aspect of this movie that what what does coleman have to gain or to lose well i i mean i guess he'd get fired i guess he's employed by the dukes not by winthorpe that maybe you know what maybe that's what it is that's entirely what it is if they could take away the house from him and give it to someone else then they could really fuck up his day so it's just like I got to play along. Although, you know, I kind of wish that they had just one little, a little extra character moments for Coleman that he's really regretting what he's doing. Like I wish that after he, you know, shut uh, Winthorpe out, uh, there was a close up of him like closing the door from the inside, and there's a wine glass next to him, and he pours the glass <laughs> and he drinks it. Like I kind of wish that there were these tiny little moments of that that would have really uh, made his character. A little bit, uh, 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 you know, a little bit more, like, uh, uncomfortable. Oof. I also really love the framing in that where the security guard takes up half the frame with this guy here just so that he can it sets up him th- being thrown out. Man, it's the pathetic look on his face that sells it, isn't it? As uh as Job said or as God said to Job, fuck if I know. Yeah, isn't there like a supposed to be like a huge like a lot of people have made a, the analogy that this is kind of uh, a loose uh, a loose uh, inspiration of the Book of Job. Ooh. Yeah. Oof. Get get off your knees. <laughs> <laughs> I do like this. I, I do like this little bit here where she literally reads his palm. It's like soft hands, manicure. Nope. <laughs> he is pampered as pampered can be. I promise <laughs> you, you won't regret this. 
Thank Christ, too, <laughs> right? You know, this movie was actually nominated for an Oscar for the aud- for the sound. And Oh, really? You can tell. You can tell. Yeah. Yep. Oh, hey, it's the, uh, uh, what is it? The, uh, the, the Umbrella Academy meme with, uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> it based, this is the, the precursor to that, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> He's trying to adjust. Motherfucker! <laughs> I love this. I love the, cut, the the shot reverse shot on that. Man. Yeah, it's it's really well done. Yeah, love that. Are you in on this? Oof. I mean, Boy, you the, can the tell ner- that. Yeah, the well, nervousness I, I, behind his eyes. Yeah, he he is he's as stuck as everyone else. Like he just does not have a choice. They sure can take a hell of a lot else away, and, though. And, and you can tell that's a man who knows what they can take away. Yeah. You can actually kind of see the fear in his eyes there. Yeah. Still, I just, but man, now that I think about it, when he closes out Winthorpe, I kind of wish there was a shot of him from the inside of the uh, the apartment in a wide shot where he closes the door and immediately takes a sh- like uh, pours himself a glass of wine. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's whew. Yeah, if I were in this this building with a suitcase and a suit like that, I but would he, feel so out of place. He's never seen a place like this in his life, except when he was running through it. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I, I I'm actually would uh, like I would still be like looking around like Jesus H fucking Christ like what the hell am I doing? You know, I actually had a a, a similar. Uh, experience that he was having i was living in a i was living in a house with five other people and i had my own little 10 by 10 room with all my stuff in it and it was basically a closet yeah and i got in that same year i went on a cruise and when i walked onto a cruise oh uh, because i was on a courtesy of it was through a courtesy of a friend um i walked out onto the uh oh wait hang on a second real <laughs> but oh and the orange juice i love it but uh i walked out onto the uh, uh the the top area and you know we were still parked on the uh, the dock and everything but they had butlers going around get serving drinks there was fo- there was a food bar there was music there was a pool thing there was a hot tub with a jacuzzi and i'm looking around and i'm like Damn man, I'm a poor like I am a broke kid from Chicago. What the? This is how rich people spend their 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 weekends. Like, what the fuck am I doing here? Right. It was a surreal experience, but I'll tell you what, man, I lived it up while I could. <laughs> well, for sure. Oh <laughs> uh, man, that was a good time. Hopefully, I'll be able to go on another cruise. Probably for the honeymoon. Hopefully, we'll see. <laughs> I mean, he's not wrong. He isn't. No, because, like, ser- seriously, like, you know, uh, 
uh, I, I love those memes of like corporate wants you to tell between uh, this Im- the the difference between the well, two images, I, look, and it's the, an image of the trading stock and the Las Vegas uh, yeah, I mean, uh, gambling. The, the stock the market says gambling for rich people. It that's what it is. It's high stakes gambling for rich people with you know these arbitrary licenses. Boy, this certainly looks like one of my old apartments. <laughs> I'll tell you what. <laughs> Bitch, shut up. Going to Harvard don't mean don't mean you're smart. It just means you're rich. Most likely an asshole. It can mean you're smart. I mean, there are people who do get full rides based strictly on performance. Yeah. But it does not necessarily mean that. Yeah, still, like, nine times out of ten, it's because you're rich. Especially these days, let's be honest. <laughs> Boy, you can... when These were here when I moved in. Boy, that if that don't tell you what kind of neighborhood this is. Am I right? Yep. But uh, you know, I'll tell you what, though she's she's totally right because uh, poverty will hum- humble you in ways you can scarcely imagine. Yeah, man, this is real. <laughs> this is real life. So all of it, e- all of it equally Lee- beautiful. Jamie Lee Curtis said, this movie is where she started to feel exploited in Hollywood. She did all these horror movies, but it was when she turned to doing something else, comedy, that they yep. asked her to take her top off. Yep. Although she only did, th- did it for this and like maybe one other. What, did she do it in uh, Fish Called Wanda? I don't think she did. I think at I... that point she was like, no. I don't honestly remember. It's been a while since I've seen Fish Called Wanda. I should watch that again because, <laughs> man, that movie's funny. And I bet it, if I rewatch it again, it's like, wow, this is even funnier than I remembered. Oh, Who knows? I mean, those yeah. movies are excellent. Yeah. Uh, Kevin fucking Klein, man. Genius. Yeah, man, sex workers don't work, don't fuck around. I mean, they no. do, but they don't fuck around. Yeah. Oh, daddy. (laughs) (laughs) Put him in his place. (laughs) No, still, though, like that kind of like no nonsense attitude on the streets, man. Like, I feel that. For real. <laughs> Money's money, boot fool. <laughs> Ha, 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 ha. 
This is actually genius logic that only a dude from down down low can can tell you. <laughs> He's like, I'm not going to lose this bet, Randolph. Stingy, he's losing his bet. All over a fucking dollar. Oh, this shit here, man. I like that. Yeah. The the the, uh, the portrait of Washington in the background. Yeah. With the uh, the legend of the cherry tree. That's that's actually really clever, uh, folks. If you don't know, if there are those of you listening, you don't know. Uh, there's a legend that uh, George Washington uh, found an axe just laying out in the uh, the middle of nowhere and used it to chop down his father's prized cherry tree. When his father found out, he asked, <laughs> and George stepped forward honestly and said, it was so, mine. So oh, yep. that was, the, he had kept having problems with that, and they just kept it in because it was so funny. Was I like to be it. A, yeah, it's great. Happy it accident, man. Yep happy little accidents but george answered honestly said i cut it down and his father was not mad because he prized honesty over his cherry tree exactly so the fact that they have that george washington portrait in the background when he thinks about taking the money himself but decides yep. to give it back nice that is an excellent little touch it really is yeah it's, it's little touches like that that make you know mediocre movies to great movies No, I definitely what is with rich dumbasses and barbershop quartets? <laughs> and in bad sweaters. Right. And really right. shitty haircuts, too. Also, they're the, the weird shorts, too. Like, what the... F just, ew. Everything about you is like... Uh, it, it's like all the... It's, it's, like, it's literally all the bad vibes I get from Bill Gates and his sweaters. Oh, you gosh. Know? You're, you're like, so right. Like it, that, that might actually be like what Bill Gates modeled his entire look of the nineties from. Oh my God. The suit is so bad. I love it. <laughs> ah, that Fucking hell if they ain't your friends, man. No. Oof. 
Yeah. Real friends see through you thick and thin, even during the bad low times, where you're where you're at your lo lowest and ugliest. When, like the friend that holds your hand when you are puking your guts out, naked naked as the day you were born, and just like we're gonna get through this, we're gonna get through this. Just let it all out. We're gonna get. Yeah. Those are the ones that are worth sticking by. But this fucking shit. Oh hey hey look it's Bo Diddley. Yep. Yeah boy. <laughs> he's looking at him he's like yeah for whatever it's called fist thirty dollars <laughs> oh <laughs> <laughs> been there though at one point or another just like just in like, some uh, form yes <laughs> just like you know it's uh, although i like this uh he's like hey how much for the gun <laughs> <laughs> that look that look. he's like oh hell no <laughs> still though it's for real it's just like we've all been there it's to the point where we're trying to get something just to oh. get sell something to make ends meet and the best we can do is like you know a twenty dollar pity. This moment, this yeah, moment, I love it. I'm so, the rain is so comically over the top, right? That it's fucking hilarious. Oh man, that's so not funny. That that is the shittiest joke ever. It really is. <laughs> I'm sorry. Just like, uh, honestly, there's only one person who did the uh, the sad face in the rain better, and that was probably David Tennant. So this right here is a <laughs> reference to an '80s investment commercial. Say what? There was an '80s investment commercial. I forget the company, but it was like when this company talks, people listen. So everyone shutting up and going to listen. Like, this is literally referencing a popular commercial by an investment firm at the time. Uh, I re wow, that is like that is a deep cut, because yep. honestly, like, I don't know if anyone, uh, you know, born after 1985 ever remembers that. Yeah, who would? <laughs> exactly. But, Ma like, that's one of the reasons, like, it works on its own, which is why it's fun, but there's also this cultural throwback. Yeah, maybe... I, uh, maybe that's why uh, even older folks really, really fucking love this movie, too. Say what? <laughs> <laughs> that's what you get for standing out in the rain, man. Oh, yes, the client. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh 
damn, Jamie Lee Curtis is slick. <laughs> I'm sorry, but that is probably one of the most realistic depictions of sex workers. Am I right? Like, just because of all the clientele that they have to, you know, put out, like, refuse because something in life just happens to get in the way. Yeah. When life screws you over, it sucks. Oh, yeah. And, of course, she, I don't know about you, but if, uh, there's fewer people in walks of life than sex workers than probably have more empathy for people than you might think. I, I have never met, like, a sex worker who is an asshole. Yeah. They are, like, wonderful, wonderful, empathetic human beings. And you should, they should all have our respect. Indeed. Because Lord no, because seriously, like, for real, there is no reason Jamie Lee Curtis should, should be uh, looking out after this guy. No. And she does because, honestly, even I, who, like, hated his character at the beginning of the movie, when he's down on the floor and he looks up with you with those sad puppy dog eyes, God damn it! I just want to be like, oh, protect, baby. <laughs> That is so sweet. Yeah, she is like too good for 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 every one of this movie. <laughs> right, right for everyone in the movie. Like Jamie Lee Curtis is like the best character in the movie. Dun dun dun. <laughs> And this is where we get, uh, I think, our uh, inspiration for uh, Billy Bob Thornton, right? <laughs> I mean, it could be. It's it definitely a bad kinda, It kind of is. I mean, just look at him. He, <laughs> I, actually, I just realized, uh, where did he get the costume? They where did don't he get the drugs? Like, where right? did the money come from for this setup? Did he, like, where, yeah, where, there, is there a missing scene, actually? Because you're right. Where the hell? Where did he get the drugs? And yeah. where did he get the... You know what? I think the the real answer is the uh, the apartment neighborhood that he's been, that, uh, he's uh, been staying yeah. in. Yeah, I mean, probably, but... Like, that... So, to the, the fact that he was able to, you know, boost those drugs and that Santa costume in the same evening in that area kind of adds up. Oh, my God. No, he's definitely the inspiration for Right, uh, but I mean, Billy look at Bob how here. dirty that Santa costume is. They, I there know, right? so many questions. He actually, takes the whole salmon! <laughs> the whole salmon! Honestly, actually, to be honest, like, in all fairness, I can kind of see why they're... It's, it makes the scene kind of funnier, the fact that no one asks questions. <laughs> <laughs> the one guy with the... Yeah, the one, except for the one guy. But for the most part, yeah, man, it, it's actually kind of funnier, the fact that no one asks any questions or turns their head for the filthy Santa Claus that is deliberately taking whole salmons from the, uh, the, the, uh, the, the, the spread that they put out. I'm not conspicuous at all. Uh, 
<laughs> Oof. Uh, he's God. His character's the worst. It really is, but he does it so well. Uh, and, it's and it's so fun. Kind of, yeah, although it's kind of amazing uh, considering how what a what a truly delightful and gentleman that Donamachi was. Oh like, yeah, it's actually kind of amazing. He's act, he's able to play such a grotesque, awful, disgustingly racist human being. It, it really is kind of a testament to the acting, you know? Because uh, from what I'm told, Donamachi is like one of the most decent and uh, wonderful be human beings in Hollywood at the time. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, where the hell did he get all of it? I mean, right! I. There had I honestly kind of want to see like an extended scene where you know you see him boosting this shit. Right, it like, had to have been just as funny. I, well, actually, you know that's the thing. It's like, <laughs> is it funnier that uh, we don't see it, or would it be a funnier to have had an extra scene for that? I'm not sure. Yeah, I, I honestly really don't know. But it, it, <laughs> it, it you know, looking at this now with these <laughs> eyes, it's definitely a, a gap. <laughs> yeah. I do like that though. He pulls out the the ham and, his, and then the gun. He's like, yep. "Security hit! <laughs> oh, Merry Christmas!" Hangs up. <laughs> he kind of has. I mean, look at him. <laughs> yeah this is definitely an inspiration for billy bob thornton yeah <laughs> happy new year <laughs> oh man this is dark <laughs> it really is uh because seriously like there's no way he would have been able to walk out of there at all not in today's world. No, not in today's world. Shit. <laughs> Valentine took the bait. <laughs> yeah, but he took the joint. <laughs> Ooh, that is uh, sad. Is that Mad Dog? I'm not sure. Although, I, I no, also, it's really weird for me to say, but uh, seeing what Dan Aykroyd now, I question whether or not that was real booze. <laughs> <laughs> Smoking in the boys' room. Although I love how self-conscious he is. He's like... <laughs> He's like, dude, come on. People do cocaine in here regularly. Oh, man, this shit, though. 
Yeah. Oof. <laughs> <laughs> oh! It was lit! <laughs> oh, God. One dollar. God. As we spell out our evil plan for our protagonist. Good fuckity hell. Over a dollar, for real. Now this shit. Excuse? <laughs> oh, burn you assholes yeah burn oof yeah oof how is he still in the building at that point I you know, know right <laughs> oh that the lighting the lighting on him and just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god though I am still looking at that bot ah oh, damn it I really wanted to know if that was mad dog <laughs> <laughs> it might have been either that or it might have been like a, a smaller Jack Daniels who knows <laughs> but either way, it's not good for him, man. Only in New York, huh? <laughs> oh, God. You know, this makes me... You know, the way that Dan Aykroyd's moving in that Santa costume just makes me think of a, uh, a, a really funny... Uh, christmas eve story that uh my buddy dan uh, had experienced uh-huh uh, he was he, he had to go out and get cottage cheese on christmas eve at a gas station past six o'clock oh gosh so like it's impossible to find there's like nothing open yeah and this poor gas attendant had to be stuck there at new year's eve and it, oh my god the, the fucking salmon oh. <laughs> oh with the hair oh. though it's oh. just like oh and it's oh and it's so uncomfortable Soaked in booze and God help whatever else that costume's been through. Skin still on it, like Ugh. yeah. Ugh, but no. uh, yeah, but he uh, he encountered a very drunken. In addition to get, like finding the one gas station that was open and this poor like surly attendant who was stuck there, he had to also deal with a very very drunken Santa. And uh, that Santa was also dragged away by the police in the end. Oh, gosh. Yeah.
Well, it couldn't possibly get any worse from here. <laughs> right on cue! <laughs> hey, it'll probably help the smell. You know, honestly, I would totally be here right there and then. Because I'm sure in that one moment, I'm sure I would have been as peacefully and effortlessly suicidal in that moment, too. <laughs> of course, the gun goes off. And he's like, I hate everything. <laughs> oh, and plus, remember, this is like, what, Christmas Eve? So, yeah. in, in the East Coast, so that rain has got to, like, oh. that's got to cut like a knife, man. Uh, I don't think he minds. He wants to come out. Holy shit, it's him. <laughs> Can't. Busy dying. Busy dying. Oh, the pills. I'm almost kind of amazed he didn't just do the uh, the the thing from uh, uh, Groundhog Day where he just takes the I, toaster. Yeah, I I love this too though. For God's sake, no excitement, and then what we're about to cut to. I oh, it's so great. no excitement. Oh boy. Oh, I had the most horrendous nightmare. <laughs> Excuse? Although, when he kind of cracks, when he says, like, the amount. <laughs> you know, I, as good as that is, I just wish that they held on that reaction shot of him just for an uncomfortable amount of time. Because I think it was something that, uh, you know, Martin Scorsese was famous for doing, is holding on these shots for just a little bit too long and then releasing them with a cut. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of wish they did that, but oh my God. He comes in with more guns. <laughs> oh, I do like that uh, um, uh, that remark with Eddie Murphy's, like, he's like, He's like, that's called assault with deadly weapon, man. And then you get five, ten, ten years for that shit. And uh, it kind of reminds me of a joke. I think it was, uh, I think it was Richard Pryor's joke, uh, where it's like, yeah, man, you talk to any black man on the street, 
they will ha they will have a law degree for you because they know what charges are. And unfortunately, given what it is, uh, yep. I believe them. <laughs> Fucking bandolier, <laughs> right? <laughs> <Shell. Us. laughs> I love that, <laughs> and, uh, that delivery. It's so, it's those little moments. It's just like us. You know, it's funny. I just realized that extra really didn't have any reason to be there other than just that one mean bit. But I'm kind of yep. glad they kept it in there. <laughs> oh, this practice is so illegal. Oh, yes. Actually... They made a law later specifically yes. about cornering the market the way that's yep. done in this movie, and people even nickname it the Eddie Murphy Law. Yeah, which I think is fucking hilarious. Like, you really... Uh, unfortunately, like, the Wall Street people are so fucking bad, we gotta have, like, uh, laws named after them from fucking movies, man. That's nuts. Right? <laughs> also, I, you know, I love how they don't... I mean, I know it's a New Year's party, but... And I know it's the 80s, but what the fuck kind of New Year's party is this? And, I, and this you, like get, a... you got uh, Belushi's brother. Oh, yeah, Jim Belushi. Uh-huh. Is this a Halloween party or a New Year's party? It's New Year's, I believe. That's I, I know it is, but seriously, what the fuck kind of New Year's party is this? And why is it taking place on a tr public transport? <laughs> the fucking gay gorilla. <laughs> <laughs> i feel like that was a bit that they redid in uh, uh inside out which ironically frank oz was one of the voices uh this is the part where it's just like oh this did not age well well like <laughs> What they do doesn't age well, but the performance itself is still really funny. Yeah, yeah. Uh, although, in all fairness, though, when if you ever watched uh, Eddie Murphy's stand-up at the time, you're like, yeah, this aged just about as well. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, it definitely aged about as well as the stand-up from the 80s. Oof. Same with some of the stuff from Coming to America. Again, yeah. another another really gr another really funny comedy, and it's a really you know wonderful, uh, you know kind of uh, Prince and the Popper kind of setup. But uh, yeah, 
Oh, hey, it's uh, what's his name from Airplane? Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, God, what was it? Oh, shit, what is his name? <laughs> I don't know. He's a really goofy guy that we all love. Oh, and, and yeah, the one who died way too early. Uh, yeah. Oh, fuck, Han. I'm, I'm going to Google it because it's going to bother me so badly. <laughs> wow the stereotypes are horrible all the stereotypes and uh, uh actually all the stereotypes are kind of awful in this scene this is like textbook of what not to do at halloween yeah yeah there, it's all just like super stereotyped. It's like, ooh, ooh. it hurts. <laughs> Except weirdly, Jim Belushi. He's the one th guy at the party where you're like, no, 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 let's have a, par a guy like that at the party. Just a random dude at a, at the. Uh, 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 oh God. Oh yeah. Just a random dude at a, at a party in a gorilla suit, just going ape shit. Yep. So, they actually had to do this because she couldn't do an Austrian accent. That's why they had this switch. She just couldn't pull the accent. Uh. Oh, shit. One hell of a switcheroo. Yep. Okay, that's just rude. For real. I would never want to be within range of where a gorilla could touch me. Right? That's just... That mm -mm. No. Because we all remember Hombre. That was... Uh... Oh! Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hey guys. <laughs> Damn man, we we are we on the same team? <laughs> Every time they cut to the car, it's locomotion play. Every time. Oh, that's actually really funny. I didn't notice that. Seriously, though, what kind of New Year party is this? Also, the best. I, the best. The best worst. Because, <laughs> uh, seriously, this is like... T ah! Kill Ooh. it with fire! Ooh. Kill it Ooh. with fire! Oh, no. No. Oh, God. That is so bad. Look. Blackface only worked one time. One time, and it was in Tropic Thunder. This is not how you do... No! Kill it! Oh, boy. Oh. What is it? Was, now, I got, uh, I'm actually really curious, because I know 
Eddie Murphy had that warped sense of humor back in the 80s. Was this his idea? I have no clue. I'm really hoping that was his idea because that only makes it slightly better. Not by much at all, but slightly better. Oh, dear God. <laughs> oh, it hurts. It hurts, Sean. This is the one time in the movie where I'm like, oh, nope. Oh, shit. <laughs> hey, happy new year. Later. Bye. How did he... Oh, yeah, yeah, duh. He remembers her from before. I was like, how did he know she was a prostitute? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And the locomotion is still going on. Seriously, folks, though, this is exactly what you don't want to dress up as Halloween. It is yeah. a textbook rendition. Well, you really got to love that uh, 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 Coleman still has his whiskey. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> well, <laughs> hey man, King Kong, you all right? Don't let anyone tell you otherwise, right? <laughs> There's got to be so much confetti in those drinks. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> he was raped by a gorilla. That's a bad uh, in all fairness, he had it coming. I mean, he kind of did. <laughs> yeah.
nice. I love the lighting. Yeah. Again, this is something that definitely could have been uh, done in the 1930s, for real. Because there, there's a definite big element of film noir in this scene. Yeah. But I love the fact that they're unwittingly giving them their seed money to screw them. Yep. Yep. I love it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you filthy animal. But notice that they have their driver with them. It's like they have a witness to crimes. That's a bad idea. Uh, no shit. Although that really comes bring because that's so, an idea that I had earlier while we were watching this. Like especially when, uh, you know, the driver's actually looking back whether or not Valentine's actually going to go through with it. I'm like, it, it makes me really wonder. All the personal drivers of like Elon Musk and Bill Gates and Bezos. Like I'm really curious. Like. The servants and the drivers, the personal drivers and things like that, I want to know one of the kind of crazy-ass shit they must have seen. Yeah, but they're probably paid really well to keep their mouths shut. Oh, I imagine they are, but uh, I, um, I just, it really, it just, uh, it's not so much the, the money that they're paid for their silence. It's just the shit that they've seen and yeah. heard. But By the way, I love the fact that with this upcoming scene where they're on the 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 stock floor was filmed at the world trade center and they tried to fill on a weekday and it was so disruptive they had to stop trading costing billions of dollars so they had to go back and film it on a weekend <laughs> and you know speaking of this whole this this whole scene this by far is my favorite sequence of the whole movie oh uh, it's so good sequence but uh, you know what? You, you know what was actually really satisfying to watch this? Because I watched this again earlier this year, but I watched it in the wake of the GameStop epidemic. Oh, yeah. That's what I said. Get you your diamond know, hands ready, boys. <laughs> do you know how satisfying watching this scene the morning of with my orange juice? <laughs> Watching this scene and also having a tab open watching the GameStop stock uh, yep. thing go on. That was amazing. Oh, man. What a sight. Am I right? Yeah. It's just so strange to think that, you know, a lot of these environments, especially in these older films that were shot on location and whatnot, yep. just don't flat out just don't exist. I mean, it's I, so I, strange. I, I went there when I was a kid. I mean, I, I, I saw it, you know. Yeah, it's just so it's, strange to think that, you know, a lot of these movies are preservations of those spaces and, and those yep. times. They are. Oh yeah, I forgot Richard Hunt, uh -huh. uh, right here. He was one of the uh, the puppeteers on the Muppets, uh, and I think uh, it's because Frank Oz got a role in here. He got yep. a, he got a bit part here too. 
They know something. <laughs> yes, sir. I love this. this oh, bit. my God, right? If this doesn't like exactly what Wall Street was like, popping pills, that the booze, probably some cocaine. But they have massive medical problems, meaning they shouldn't be doing what they're doing, but they're like, yeah, yep. I'm, I'm doing this. Well, I mean, they've got the money for it anyway. And then, of course, the, they, the bell rings and they immediately go out without washing their hands, mind you. Social contract, asshole. Filthy animals. They are. They're, they're stockbrokers. They're the, they're the worst of the worst. And worse, stockbrokers of the 80s. That's when it was. <laughs> because, uh, you know, I, I actually saw a documentary about, you know, what it was like in the pits. And Ooh. this time in the 80s was the peak. Like, this is where you had to be on cocaine to work in the pits. <laughs> you know, now, because of all the electronic stuff, uh, like, from the 90s onward, it, oh, yeah. it, you know, being in the pits was significantly less crazy. But here, in the 80s, oh, my God, was it nuts. Also, you really got to <laughs> love those, old, uh, those old-timey um, uh, boards, for real. Oh, yeah. Yeah, man, those those brokers over there did not mess around. They could yell for as long and as hard as any drill sergeant. Yep. I imagine a lot of this that we're seeing here was literally just B-roll of uh, the the actual, just like yeah. a, a normal day so, on the floor. Well, they definitely they did use some extras, but also some actual people from from the floor. Oh, right. They, they, yeah. Yeah, it's a combination. I believe that. I believe that. And I'm pretty sure if you, like, look closely enough, you can, like, tell who's extras and who are, like, the actual traders. In some cases, I'm sure there are, there's a little bit of, of wiggle room, but, yeah. Also, the obscene amount of paper and trade slips that are litter the floor every day. Yep. Well, you really got to love back in the 80s when, you know, this was considered kind of funny and whimsical. And now it's we are reaching below bedrock of late stage capitalism. <laughs> I also really love how this movie is dated where uh, with the screens, you can see the flickers. They didn't have uh, filters for those yet. Yeah. Good times. Yeah. <laughs> God. Not yet. Nope. I'm telling you, man. Watching this sequence with a breakfast sandwich, a gla tall glass of orange juice, and the GameStop stocks, like, that was the most amazing thing. I love that <laughs> reaction shot. It looks like just a sea of fish ready to, you know, just ready to... to, to, yep. to a sea of piranhas where a drop of blood has been dropped. I don't think we're ever going to get a trade floor sequence quite like this ever again. Are oh, we? no. Especially, you know, since we're long past the, uh, the, the peak of the, of the trading pits of the 80s. 
Well, because now computers can trade stuff faster than anyone ever could and do calculations and all that kind of stuff. So a lot of this is now, oh no, a lot of the the trading on, on this kind of stuff is done beyond the human ability. You know, actually, I just realized just the way you said that. Um, if David Fincher can make, you know, Mark Zuckerberg's uh, setting up a website in the middle of the night look as interesting as it did, I bet nah. he could make. Uh, I bet he could make a really good, uh, like, you know, a Wall Street esque movie now. Yeah, he could make that. David Fincher could make that look interesting. Yep. <clears throat> Jesus Christ! Seriously, Whew. I wish that this kind of stuff was an exaggeration. Where it's like yep. you got like where you've got like four phones and two in each hand. And I also love the contrast and how they make everything go absolutely dead quiet. And with once again a crusty old man moving at his own pace, taking yep. his time <laughs> to open the envelope, put on his glasses and adjust them. While everyone is just waiting <laughs> in utter silence. It's great anticipation, it's, Bill. It's, it's, yeah, it is. Because it's kind of like, you know, just waiting for the first drop of blood to be thrown into a pit of sharks. Oh! <laughs> and, and he is always smart to have those big reaction shots in the uh -huh. super wide. So you can really feel the extras go nuts. My God, seriously. Oh, my God. I can't imagine this, seriously. Honestly, it would just be interesting just to go into a time machine and just walk out onto the pits during times <laughs> like this. You probably would walk away with a couple of, uh, of cracked ribs and... and uh, 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 bruised eyes. Because, man, cocaine was a hell of a drug. Yep. Jesus. Get back in there and sell, sell, sell. <laughs> Uh, and for all its problems and for all the we like the horrible things that happen in here, the Schadenfreude is so good here. Yep. Five, five, five. And <laughs> <laughs> Yeah! Oh my god, the looks on their faces. It's so worth the trip. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. <laughs> I won! <laughs> Wait, the look, oh, the oh, shitty oh. grin. 
the shit-eating grin on Dan Aykroyd's face. <laughs> wah, wah. <laughs> Oh, and this this is probably my favorite moment from Don. Like this this moment is just so so powerful and such a gut hit. It's like, wow, this is great. shot one take to do that because don amici was so religious he had a problem cursing and didn't even want to do it so they had one take and one take only because he wouldn't do it twice i, I imagine it's anytime he also had to use the n-word too i'm, I'm guessing but they I only imagine... specifically mentioned this scene still i, I imagine that's kind of what would have been the case because man although for the take that he got, man, that's good. Cause I always it, oh kinda, gosh, that sequence is amazing. I still kind of roll back, just like fuck him, like oh Jesus. <laughs> so is, fun fact: this is actually was the last. On the filming schedule too. So nicely, after all the winter shots, they did end in in the tropics. Oh well, that must have been a real nice rap day. Yeah. Oh God, can you imagine the rap party for this? Especially no. if they got to rent that big ass yacht too. Like, oh my God, I'm just I'm seriously like now envious of what the rap party must have been like now. <laughs> even the even the butler gets a butler. That ship is still in use today, by the way. Is it? It is. Oh, and ain't that sweet? They got together. Honestly, I have a feeling like they they became much much more tolerant of of. Not just one another, but of everyone at that point, from uh, oh. from that point onward. Or who knows? Maybe they turned out to be just as uh, <laughs> snooty assholes as you might expect the rich people to be. Who knows? I like the, I like that they did outtakes for the for a lot of these oh, like, yeah. cast shots at the end. Wonderful. Oh. It's yeah, such a man. classic. It's yeah, such a classic. I fuck yeah. I just uh, look. It's it's really problematic in some areas, but the 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 good stuff so outweighs it, and I still love watching this. A, oh a lot. yeah. Uh, and hell, like seriously, there are days where I will literally just pop open like you know, uh, uh, like the opening scenes with uh, uh, where you know, with Frank Oz and things like that. Mm. Or the uh, the trading sequence. I'll just pop on that scene in, in the morning just to, like, wake myself up and just be like, 
yeah, I'm ready to start my day now to tear down the establishment. <laughs> yeah, you know, you get get a little uh, gotta have them comfort moments and kind of help help get you on with it sometimes. I, I For feel yeah. sure. But yeah, it's been it, it, it's gonna it's. A, I think this is a really wonderful way to end the uh, the uh, the 2021 like as a new little New Year's bit. Because again, I always saw this more of as a New Year's movie than uh, a Christmas movie. But I still yeah. love watching it around both times. Like yeah. af- after I've gotten back from my Christmas vacation and on uh, in that week between uh, that and uh, uh, New Year's Eve, when every once in a while we'll have a party or go to a party. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'd love popping this one in around that time, man. And I also love popping it in just about any other day at time of the week. You know, like I said, case in point, GameStop. Yeah, I mean, it's it's one of the last comedies where the whole premise is like the rich assholes get their comeuppance, and I really wish this was more of a focus in American comedy these days. But Yo, may, no kidding. Maybe maybe it's gonna have a comeback. Who knows? I'd really like it to because boy, like we've been saying, there is actually this is actually a really prime time to do you know a quirky prince and the pauper kind of tale uh i mean i guess they kind of tried to do that with the sequel to coming to america you know coming to as in number two Uh, you know i i have not peeped that one yet i haven't either i don't know if i have because i haven't heard great things about it but uh i don't know i don't know like unfortunately that's the only way we're gonna get you know anything quite like that again is because is it a sequel or is it of a property that we are that our audiences already know because hollywood is just all about those safe bets man and it's fucking annoying yeah Um, but i'd like to see you know you know someone uh maybe like a, a a real auteur like maybe once spielberg's done with uh west side story he can do like a classic uh hollywood uh prince and the pauper kind of tale like this uh yeah you know who knows but i mean i i also think though that it's you know it's fertile ground right now so i would hope that maybe uh young up-and-comer can maybe you know oh absolutely i more than anything put their stamp on stuff it's like hey the time is right for a resurgence of this kind of movie oh i absolutely agree i would love to see you know you know some young hungry director you know come out and be like i'm on this like i believe me i'm the new voice yeah i agree with you wholeheartedly it's just that unfortunately in the the film market that we're we see yes that could get made by an young and upcoming director but unfortunately it's going to be very difficult for it to be seen and on a wide audience i mean you're not wrong but at the same time i think back of you know, Judd Apatow, when he kind of first came on the scene, he really was like the comedic voice of that time period. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that we necessarily uh, have that going on right now um, because a lot of the comedy I see going on, which is it's, there's great stuff out there, yes. um, you know, particularly uh, and comedy has moved, I feel, a lot more towards, you know, television as opposed to theatrical yeah. at the moment. Yeah. Uh, but a lot of the great stuff out there feels like it's still been holding on for a decade or more. It's a lot of the stuff of like, you know, uh, it's always sunny in Philadelphia kind of yeah. stuff. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, the proliferation of what we, you know, what we do in the shadows. Yeah. And all that stuff's good. But like, I'm ready for the social commentary comedy to come back 
that's both hilarious but also like an indictment. insightful yeah uh and you're totally right because we are totally primed for something like that in yeah here in, the and, tw- in the 20s and, and that's what i loved you know when like this movie's great it it, it, it handles the kind of indictment of of greed that was going on in the in the 80s but it does it in not a heavy-handed way and when you look back as i mentioned it kind of like apatow stuff you have a lot of these movies that are very social commentaries of what was going on in society at the time but you know it and it was definitely a commentary on it without being too heavy-handed and which is what's necessary to make a really good comedy absolutely so i would love to see you know that kind of craftsmanship and comedy movies come back and somebody to kind of helm that there's i mean yeah i honestly i am more than for that especially by a young and upcoming director uh but uh it's it's just that will audiences want to see it it's a matter of will audiences want to see it which i think they do because a lot of people like you and i have the same feelings about the the class uh inequality going on but also Uh, it's uh, it's also whether or not really and it, that it really comes down to whether or not the studios want to take a risk at that. Well, which but see, in that, general, they that, don't. Well, but see, that's where I think, see the mistake is because I think the studios do. I think there's too much focus on trying to get big name people, which spikes the budgets up too much. I think you got to have the peel effect where you're doing these like ten, fifteen million dollar horror movies, do a ten or fifteen million dollar comedy, very low risk. But the potential for returns are very high. Comedies don't need to be expensive. That is very true. It is very true. If this were made today, that could probably cost maybe $20, 30000000 million, but that's mostly going towards the stars. Right. And so, like, that's my whole point. So, like, if you can keep this in a low budget, like, keep it under $20 million, Yeah. I mean, there's uh, there's very good chance for returns there. You know, and if, so I think that's where where comedy needs to go because you don't see a lot of comedy in theaters these days. And there was definitely the shift in the '90s where comedy went more towards the like, this is geared at teenagers. Yeah, you know, yeah. you had hits like American Pie, shit like that, and there and was then kind it, of this... and then it kind of evolved into like college students and things like right. that. Right, it, it, it almost followed that generation as they grew. And now it's like, okay, it's time for it to recenter and look at, you know, a different generation. Unfortunately, there's a lot of, in media right now, and lack of understanding on what young people want entertainment-wise, which is why so so much of youth entertainment is on TikTok and YouTube and Twitch and all that kind of stuff is where they go. So you need, that's why I'm saying, I kind of want a young person. You kind of need that young voice. Like an up and coming, you know, director auteur to be like, I've got this. I can speak for this generation. I a get a young us. voice who understands the sensibilities of those old Holly, like Golden Age Hollywood films that this this kind of story is based in. Because if yeah, you have uh, that bridge, then we ha- you'd have a gold here. So for anyone out there who's listening, go make that for real. Yeah. Well, and you don't even necessarily need the the old Hollywood mentality. I mean, I get where you're coming from, but, like, just have a mentality of this. Have seen this. Have seen these old kind of 80s comedies. It's a great basis to jump Absolutely. Absolutely. So go out and see it, and hopefully, and if you do wind up making it, uh, give us a shout-out so we can get some more views. 
<laughs> like and subscribe. So, yeah, I think that's a bit good place to cap it off anywhere than here. Uh, hope you guys all have a wonderful new year and wish you all the best in 2022. Uh, I've been Tim. I've been Sean. And you'll never have to watch a movie alone again. Peace. Thank you.